Welcome to Chicana and Latina Moms Podcast. This is our podcast. Un lugar donde hablaremos sobre la salud mental, cultura, como chicanas and Latina moms. La importancia de self-love, self-care, self-compassion. Y el recordatorio que somos chingonas. Y que esta es una revolución y una evolución para crear la mejor versión de nuestro ser. Because we can. Because calladitas, no more. You're listening to Chicana and Latina Moms podcast. The content is not intended to replace or substitute for any professional counseling or therapeutic advice. Les invito on YouTube. You can see this interview at Chicana and Latina Moms podcast channel on YouTube. Hola, Chicana en Latina Moms. ¿Cómo están? Espero que estén muy bien. I am doing really good. I was able to continue my cleaning in my house and declutter like no other. <laughs> oh my God, you guys. Like, I was in my pajamas like all day. Limpiando. Like, the, it was my mission, man. It, literally, I accomplished it. So... Yo sé que ustedes también se ponen a limpiar porque si you no, know, our mom siempre los domingos o los sábados nos ponían a limpiar. And I literally, like, enjoyed it. Even though it took me, like, a day and a half. Oh, but it feels so, so good. So, other than that, um, I do want to share that we have a chingona guest speaker today. And we will be talking about reconnecting with your power. Her name is Sandra Hinojosa Ludwig, and I can't wait for you guys to hear this. I love the way that each Chingona guest speaker shares their heart and their knowledge with us, and it, they're so genuine, you guys. Like, each and one of them that has came to the, you know, interview, oh my God, beautiful. Like, like I'm serious, you guys. I'm I'm not lying. Like, each... And one of these Chingona guest speakers are so genuine and they're just so willing to empower our community. And that right there is like badass. I freaking admire them. And so, yes, so let's get started reconnecting with your power. Sandra Hinojosa Ludwig lights up by supporting Chica's intentionally created lives that loves them back. Born and raised in Monterrey, Mexico, Sandra poured herself into a successful 20-plus year corporate career, where she worked with some of the most iconic food brands in the world. Her career took her to live in Germany, the United States, the United Kingdom, and ultimately to Canada, where she now resides. Still feeling like something was missing, she decided to find out what made a life feel wonderful. This search eventually led Sandra to become a certified life coach from the Transformational Arts College in Toronto, Canada, 
a qualified solution-focused coach from Ericsson International in Vancouver, Canada, and a somatic experience practitioner in training. Sandra is also the award-winning author of the best-selling book, Chica, Why Not?, published by Hay House in 2021. Through her social media, her writing, her coaching, and her speaking, Sandra now connects with English and Spanish-speaking women from all over the world. Hola, Sandra. ¿Cómo estás? Thank you so much for making the time. You're in Canada. Son las diez. <laughs> wow. Like, thank you, because you definitely um, have this spirit, you know, of, of joy to be able to share your knowledge. So thank you for making the time for, you know, being here. No, muchísimas gracias por invitarme. Thank you. Yeah. And um, yeah, 10 p.m. is nice. It's nice and quiet. I have a candle. I have my water. So, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I know that's so good. Yeah, I follow you on TikTok. So, you know, and it's really nice. You're very like passionate and you, you, you know, your vulnerability is very um, like genuine, you know, like you're just genuine, you know, and you open and that's really nice. You know, thank you for for showing that because I think it's an example for others to be like, you know, like, why can't I, you know, like it's, there's nothing wrong with just being ourselves, you know, so it's really nice. So, para que puedan aprender un poco más de ti, dinos, dinos, quién eres, quién es Sandra. Mm-hmm. Veamos. Um, I was born and raised in Monterrey, Mexico. And then after finished university, I just you know, I kind of, I was searching for something. I don't know what I was searching for. Um, I know now actually what I was searching for. I didn't know back then. Y pues ahí empezó, empezó el viaje. And then, you know, fast forward all these years after I've lived in five countries, um, 10 different cities. And I think I found what I was looking for. I think I did. Okay. Um, although it's it's funny because now I think it wasn't a destination. It was more a journey towards reconnecting with myself. Mm. You know, and, um, yeah, so who I am now, I work in the corporate world for about 20 years. Then, um, you know, I, I went as far as I wanted to go at the beginning of my career. And then I was like, no, this is not it. It's not it. Like, you know, I put a path before me, I walked it, and then I'm like, no, it's not it. And then I just, for the first time in my life, mm -hmm. I think I allowed myself to try things. And I tried one thing and I tried another until I arrived to this mix of spirituality, coaching, now somatic, and and this passion of, you know, sharing this you know when you find something yeah. really good you want to share it and I appreciate that you say my vulnerability because that's another thing I want to share which is like even after 17 years of being in this journey of finding myself and finding what works for me and spirituality and all of that I wish I could say I have my stuff together I don't yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm a work in progress very much and, uh, <laughs> 
And I want to share that too, because sometimes it can be yes. really difficult to see people living these perfect lives and doing these perfect things. And then that can create a lot of shaming and things. And I just want to tell people, we're all work in progress, people. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's for sure. Right. I a previous guest has said it's not about um healed, it's healing, right? Because we uh, don't stop. No, and it's the same with getting to know who we are and getting to reconnect with the person that we are being called to be, right? Like I say, I'm very spiritual, so I often talk about the universe as in, you know, something higher than myself. It can be my higher self. It can be God. It can be whatever you want it. But I think, you know, it's reconnecting with that power that lives within us. Yeah. Yeah. And and so as you're saying, reconnecting, it's because that power has always been in us. And nada más que lo tenemos que como pulir, no? Yeah. And, and just embodied one again, right? Like that, he never abandoned us. Mm-hmm. Nunca nos dejó. but what happens is the noise of the world this is and I'm talking from my personal experience right the noise of the world gets so loud about who we are meant to be how we're supposed to do things what is nuestro lugar you know and even you know all of these things like mm-hmm. like we learn all of these things about this is your place. This is how you're supposed to do things. This is how you're meant to be. And it just becomes so loud that we don't listen to our own voice. And yeah. it's kind of like removing some of that noise so that we can connect with the signal. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, yeah, you're so right. La cultura, la religión, la sociedad social media and just this um story that we create in our minds that we think like I have to be a certain way to be accepted and the things that you've already been accepted by the higher power like you're already here we're already here and the thing is we're all like puzzle pieces and we're so unique in the in the way that we are the way we're supposed to be in this world Mm -hmm. and when we don't allow ourselves to be that oddly shaped piece the puzzle is incomplete you know the puzzle that is our family the puzzle that is you know society or work you know we don't give ourselves permission to to really be all that we could be um yeah and I know it sounds like it sounds kind of (laughs) like cursi like we say in Mexico but (laughs) it is true right like I find that when I'm not feeling like myself is the, is when I feel it, you know, is when I'm not connected with myself, it's when I feel inadequate. It's when I feel like, yeah. what am I doing here? It's when I feel yeah. confused. It's when I feel frustrated because I forget who I really am. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. I definitely can understand that because I think growing up in a very controlled environment my mom was very controlling so I never had a voice and you know so I felt like I was and I I rebelled with my behaviors right but like I felt like I had this 
this um, desire of just like, no, I want to be myself, but I couldn't because I was like, no, you got to follow my rules, my agenda. Right. So I think at some point, like what you were talking about, just how like we grew up in certain different environments. And for me, it's, it's that I feel like my mother made a very unfortunate, sometimes negative impact, but then it's also, she meant well, but her generational, you know, the generational traumas that we always talk about, unfortunately, that, that we're working on, <laughs> you know, and, um, it, it, it requires that implementation of time, right. To be able to like heal, um, well heal in a way of like, it's going to be ongoing. Right. But, um, yeah. being present with ourselves. So what? And it's funny because, sorry, I just no, I think it's okay. because we talk about generational trauma, and I and I agree. You know, I was cut out from the person that I was, and so is my mom, and so was my grandma, so mm-hmm. was my great grandma. You know, and it just keeps going, going, right? And yeah, but then there are so many aspects about who we are and our culture that are so much who we are right so I had to completely disconnect myself from that to find out who I was and now I'm reconnecting again and I mean it's been a journey probably for the more intense for the last five years to reconnect with my culture but because I am more grounded on who I am I am reconnected in a totally different way right yeah it feels like it feels so different the connection now Yes, I totally understand. I'm 42. And honestly, at 42, I'm like, I started implementing boundaries hardcore <laughs> with with purpose, not with like, oh, you know, not like kind of insecure. No, it's like, this is my boundary, accept it. Or if you don't, that's still okay. It belongs to me. And just standing in our own true self. Oh my God, it's so freaking effing empowering and beautiful because, you know, I think we teach people how to treat us right? Based on how we love ourselves. Yeah. And, and, and it can also be, you know, I love boundaries so much because it has allowed me to keep my heart open while still protecting myself for a long time. You know, because I had such a hard time putting up boundaries. I was like, I'm going to close my heart. But the thing is, yeah. If you don't allow things to come in, they cannot come out either, right? Relationships become very hard. You're always feeling like you're disconnected from the world, from yourself. So it's been this journey of learning to put boundaries so I can open up my heart. And I also want to say, you know, loving ourselves is a journey. Mm-hmm. And there are days where I have a really hard time loving myself. Yeah. Um, and, but then not even if we, this is the cool thing about, that I've been learning is that even if we don't love ourselves, mm-hmm. we're still very loved. And it just, it just another way to disconnect ourselves to who we really are. Yeah. Um, You're right. The disconnection, um, there's no peace. There's a lot of chaos in our minds in our hearts, the choices we make, the foods that we eat that we shouldn't be eating, you're like, or forgetting to drink water to nurture our body. Life, water is life, right? So we're living creatures. So definitely there's a lot of things that just kind of um, like a domino effect, right? They start to, yeah. yeah. It just starts to kind of go down. Everything's connected, but 
like you said, like you felt disconnected. So I know you mentioned you worked in um, corporate world for like 20 years. That's a long time. I know. (laughs) So I'm assuming based on what I'm hearing you say that in those 20 years, you felt disconnected from yourself at that point. Or what would you say? I was so into, you know, there are many ways to dissociate ourselves from our bodies, like you're saying, from who we are. Mm -hmm. To be honest, I think I used to use work to dissociate myself. I would be so busy um, accomplishing goals, getting the new assignment, you know, getting the new promotion, just doing all of these things that it felt very comfortable because it was just another way for me to dissociate myself. But then I would come home and then I would feel like this vacuum, right? Because I didn't know who I was outside of work. And it actually is funny, right? It became very apparent to me how much that vacuum existed in my life when I became a mom and I went on maternity leave. So in Canada, you get a year. But back then I was actually in the UK when I had my son. I had him in the UK. And I ended up taking, I think in the UK it's actually a year and a half, but I ended up taking something like a year. Yeah, a year of maternity leave. Nice. And that was like a big eye opener because how do you even become a mom when you don't even know who you are? And the only thing that I knew yep. to be was this professional woman, right? And then all of a sudden I have like a baby and I'm like, I mean, I was employed, but I wasn't at work. So who am I, right? So it was, yeah. it was a really interesting experience. And that's when I realized, oh my God, I really, I don't think I know who I am. Yeah, isn't that interesting? There's like that moment where it's like, all this time I thought I was someone or like, but we were just numb. Como dice, no, es como existir, pero no vivir, o muertos en vida, kind of thing. I always, right? Yes, and and, you know, I call it dissociation because it's almost Mm -hmm. like I completely separate from who I am. And so when I was, um, when I was working, that's another thing I realized. So the higher I started going in my career, the more I will see people whose their whole life would work. Yeah. Like I remember this VP I had and she was amazing. She was the she's Dominican and she was amazing. She was someone I look up to so much. Um I have a sense of work was her whole life, to be honest. She worked many, many hours. She traveled so much. She moved to different countries. And then one day they let her go. Oh my and then, gosh. And I remember when that happened, me thinking, if I was let go tomorrow, and by then I already had my son. So I, I was kind of like in a different space than when I was when I was single. Yeah. Um, and I thought I was, you know, this professional woman. Um, and that's when I realized if I if they let me go tomorrow, will I be comfortable with just with myself, with the person that I am right now? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. That's a really great question. Yeah, there is. I, you know, it's funny. I was reading this article the other day about this guy that became a coach, and his whole coaching business. So he he retired and then he became a coach. His whole coaching business is helping people that retire find who they are. Mm. find their purpose in their retirement that is so needed I never thought of that 
No, but so many people, their whole life is work. They find satisfaction in it. They find purpose in it. They find their social life in it. And then once work is over, you know, if they were married, maybe the kids are gone. If they weren't married, it's just yeah. them, you know. And then they are like, and now what? That's true. Yeah. It's either you work to help someone's dream come true or you work on your dream. And it's yeah. okay to start here for a little bit, stepping stones. But as long as you have that bigger goal of like, no, I want to work for my dream as well. You know, I when I used to work, so I used to work in the food industry and I did any kind of job that you can imagine in the food industry when it comes to research and development. I work in quality, I work in product development, I work in innovation. I, I did all these jobs. And I remember when I used to work in quality, um, I used to work in a factory and there were all these people that work in the factory mm -hmm. and I will talk to them because sometimes you run trials and it's the middle of the night and they, I will talk to them and they all have these amazing hobbies that they had outside of work. Like one on a boat and he will go on his boat every, you know, every weekend. And then the other person, you know, he built houses and he was always building houses outside yeah. of work. And I remember that was also a moment where I'm like, huh, I have no hobbies. Like, Mm -hmm. I get my whole satisfaction from work. I go home and I watch TV. You know, yeah. I think there were, now that I think about it, I think there were a lot of errors. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. I mean, as you're saying that, it just takes me how in our culture, survival mode, right? That we grew up seeing from our parents. And then we here we are mimicking them without realizing it. And it's like, because our parents didn't have a hobby. Never. I mean, my parents never had a hobby unless it was, it, I mean, I can't even say cleaning the yard or, you know, doing gardening because they like plantas and all that stuff. But either way, that still was work to maintain the home. It wasn't it like a chore. Yeah. Yeah. But it's true. Like hobbies, a veces, you know, creciendo, we didn't see them. You know, so of no, course, that's right. you don't have, I didn't have a meter. <laughs> and it's so funny you mentioned survival mode. So I'm doing the certification somatic experiencing and it's a three-year certification. I'm actually about to complete year two. And our bodies behave so differently when we're in survival mode. Because right. basically our whole body is either in fight, fly, freeze, or fawn. And that is our whole personality. <laughs> You know, it's very difficult to dream when you're in survival mode. It's very difficult to plan when you're in survival mode. It's very difficult to listen to yourself when you're in survival mode because the one that's driving the show is the reptilian brain, right? It's like, oh my God, we need to keep our head about water in here. Um, yeah. It's very, very different. And our bodies are kind of used to respond to threats. Uh, when we're in survival mode, right? Or even when we're not in survival mode, just if we've been like this hypervigilant all of our life. So one thing that I, I'm trying really hard to teach my body again is to um, pay attention to the good things as well. Yeah. You know, to be as reactive to the good things as it is reactive to that. Oh my God, the whole thing is going to fall apart. Yeah. <laughs> you know? now, the other day I was drinking water and um, it's one of those little blessings. Growing up, 
Um, my family, thankfully, we never missed anything, right? Like I had education, my my parents worked very hard, um, but also I didn't have a, a lot of luxuries, right? I had enough, but I never had to worry about putting a roof over my head or or going to school. But so I was very privileged that way. But I remember I had this neighbor that had this fridge that it will give you ice whenever you will put like your glass on it. Oh, uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> always wanted one and I never had one and the other day our fridge uh broke down and we got one of those oh the and refrigerator with the the ice oh my god yes I can totally relate to that <laughs> and okay, they're rich <laughs> so my fridge went kaput the other day like completely stopped working and I got a new one and it has that ice feature and now especially in the summer I'm in Canada right so in the winter not so much but in the summer I put ice and the other day it was kind of starting to work warm and I put ice on my drink and I was kind of mindlessly drinking it while watching tv and all of a sudden I felt a cold in my mouth and I just kind of sat with that feeling of like this is ice from my fridge yeah and it's amazing you know like every time I notice something that my little girl will have been so excited about I just sit with it just you know that extra five seconds that extra seven seconds just to let it sink in and just to let it just to let my body really start getting used to joy as much as it's used to the freaking out yeah you're so right. Being mindful and just being present with that, even like ice, the la hielera, like it was a big deal for you though. Like it just means special for you. you it is. I mean? And you know, and it's something so small and so silly, but when I was little, yeah. I remember seeing neighbors that had it. I'm thinking, oh my God, that's so cool. Yeah. And now all these years later, I you know, in that moment, I realized, oh my God, this is ice from yeah. my friend. <laughs> yeah, si se, si se puede. <laughs> se puede. <laughs> yeah, yeah, si se puede. And, and it's, it's interesting. Yeah. And I think that as you're sharing this, I think many of the listeners can also relate, you know, growing up, seeing like one of their friends have something or being, you know, having I don't know anything that was like, man, I wish we could have them in my family, but my parents can't afford it. Right. Or I remember years ago, my mom told me, you know, at night we will all come to the street and play. Yeah. It was a subdivision. So everyone had little kids. So we will all come out and play. And then the parents will sit in the chairs and just kind of see us play and talk to each other. Right. And there was this neighbor that used to have um, a cordless phone and she would bring it out. And uh, my mom told me years ago that she used to look at her phone and say, I wish I had one of those phones. (laughs) I know. See, there's that 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 yearning like I want to be like that, too, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's all that's cute. I think we all like definitely also been there. And it's and then when you get it and you're able to spoil yourself as an adult later on. Right. It's just like, see. Me too, you know. <laughs> ice from my fridge. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So then the reconnecting. I like the fact that you 
you know, kind of going back to the friend that got fired. She was on top of everything. And it's like, boom. Yeah. And then you learn from that. And it was like, whoa, what about me? Right. Like, so then you started to reflect and now you, you're a life coach, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So I, um, you know, the biggest joy and I, I can say this with all honesty, even if it sounds a little cursy, but who cares? I, I, I know I have been so lucky to talk to, I will say now in the last five years, hundreds of chicas and is is truly one of the biggest honors of my life to be able to share with them their dreams, to share with them yeah. all space for them, wherever they are. And, and I definitely, I think I'm doing what I was always supposed to be doing. And that feels, yeah, like I'm, I'm living a legacy. the life I'm supposed to be living. Yeah. Oh, okay. And a legacy. You're living in prints, right? And on people's hearts. And that's beautiful. Because you were like, you went through all that. I mean, 20 years, like two decades. And then it's like, wait a minute. And then it's the universe, God saying like, no. But it's so, I've always said like, you know, whatever is meant for you, it's for you. Aunque te trates de quitar y lo que sea, it's, it's meant. And, and we're good. I mean, we're good people. I know many people will say, well, there's not a lot of good people. There's people that commit, you know, murders and stuff like that. The thing is that those are just bad behaviors. And obviously there can be mental health problems that are just permanently, right? So there's other things. But at the end of the day, I mean, I've seen um, the, the person that I can think of right now it, um, is, uh, what is her name? Is it China? The one that was, uh, I don't know if you know who she is. Is that her name? Yeah. Yeah black, China. yeah. black China. And just how she's transforming her life that I would have never imagined to see that she's like, believe it. Like she's just, she took off her tattoos. She's, she connecting to with God. It's just like her transformation has just been shown in public. It's just like, I was like, see, like, that's an example of course of many, right. Even, um, people that we know that are not famous that are doing transformations in their lives. And it's just like, it's possible. It's a fact. It's yeah. a fact that we can heal. And I think at the end of the day, how do you know you are connected? And I think it's because you, this is how I know I'm connected. I remember I'm deserving. I remember I'm capable and I'm remembering that I'm powerful. I can look at the things I've accomplished in my life and be like, oh my God, I am, I am really, really good at what I do. Yeah. I am really amazing and manifesting. And yeah, I deserve it. And I know when one of those three dimensions is kind of missing, it's because I disconnected. The moment I'm like, who am I to do this? Oops, I disconnect. Oh, okay. Or the moment I'm like, yeah, but I'm not going to be able to do this. Other people might, but not me. Oops, I disconnected. Or when I'm like, no, I, things like that don't happen for me. Or why is it happens to everybody else, but not me? I'm disconnected. Yeah. Yeah. And right now when you said, why does it happen to other people and not me? It, it's It'll come out as like jealousy, right? 
Yeah. And it's criticizing chismeando or lo que sea, that right there is because you're disconnected from your own being. Yeah. Yeah. You forgot, you know, and it's funny because I remember many years ago, one of my favorite teachers is Abraham Hicks, and I talk about them often. And I remember um, the first time I heard the definition of jealousy, I was like, oh, they say that jealousy is when we have a desire and someone else does as well. And they align with the desire, but we don't. Mm-hmm. And now we're looking at them aligning and manifesting. And yeah. we're like, we think that we forget that we are as powerful as they are. We forget that we also deserve it. We are also capable, mm-hmm. you know? And it's almost like that disconnection makes us look at someone else and be like, why them? But, you know, I also recently read that jealousy is looking at someone's blessing, but not your own. And that's that's another reason why I'm, I, I think about a year and a half ago, I started this thing where it's like, I'm going to try and remind myself of all of those good moments on all of those good things. So my body noticed them as much as he notices the threats, as much as he notices all of the other thing. Yeah. Um, I let you go. I let you know how it goes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I know. <laughs> let us know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. But sometimes the jealousy just by talking behind people's back um, is like thinking for some reason, thinking like if I talk bad about them, their good is going to get destroyed. And then I'm not going to be alone in misery, you know, but it's like, no, that's not going to happen unless, unless you do very, uh, connival intentions and you go out of your way and to destroy their life in different ways with action. Okay. That's not cool at all, but you know, um, and And there's people that do that, but you know, I, I often think about, um, I do believe the universe when you're when you're about to manifest something really really big the universe will send you signs like mm-hmm. I really truly believe that with my whole heart I've seen yeah. it so many times I cannot even tell you how many times I'm going to tell you an example in a little bit of a, of a sign that happened like a month ago that I was like whoa um sometimes seeing someone achieve their dream could be a sign that yours is on the way but because instead of using that as a, oh my God, that might be a sign that my dream is coming too. Instead, we look at it, oh, that might be a sign I'm not going to get my dream because they got their dream. Boom. Yes. You're completely you completely got yourself out of alignment. You're no longer in receiving mode. And even if the blessing shows up, you wouldn't see it because you're so much. The puzzle. At- yeah. See, see? Mm-hmm. the puzzle. So the other day, um, so the way I published my book, I didn't have, I don't have an agent actually. And the way I published my book is, it was like a contest and I got, um, I won the first prize uh, and then they published my book. So I manifested that. And um, working on my second book and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try and get an agent. And then I started looking, okay, who kind of does the thing that I do? Mm -hmm. Who will be, a Latina, I would love to have a Latina agent. Yeah. And then I was looking and then I'm like, 
I'm reading all these stories of how hard it is to get an agent. And immediately I started kind of disconnected from, from who I am, thinking, oh my God, it's going to be impossible to get an agent. Maybe I won't get an agent. Maybe I will send query letters and they're all going to say no. And then many agents, they have like a little bio in their website. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they talk about the book they're looking for and all of that. And I was looking for, I mean, I, ha I had like 20 pages open of these different agents. Yeah. And then I found this one and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I see which, what she's looking for. And then at the end, he said, some of my favorite authors are to do, to do, to Sandra Hinojosa. No, uh, wow. And I was like, that's okay. me. <laughs> I started laughing so hard because I'm like, of, of course she's getting a query letter. But I was thinking, here I am doubting myself and the universe telling me out loud. Yeah. Chica, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. You, you know, oh. you know, I got you. You know who yeah. you are. <laughs> it's like ahí te va la prueba yeah. I know I know it's amazing it's amazing what happens when we open ourselves to those signs yes yes that is so true I I also believe in that that you know the universe God in in my life it, it's it's just beautiful when you pay attention porque cuando te estás desconectando ya no hay esa conexión el universo, you're not paying attention, you live too much in your mind, you know, yeah, exactly. you're anywhere else, but in your body, in your life, in your blessings. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, tell us a little bit, you know, about your book. It's Chica. Why not? Yeah. So my book came out two years ago, actually, April 21st is going to be two oh, years. No, no, no. Yeah. And I wrote it actually in 2019. So, it's so funny or it's interesting to see how much the world has changed since mm -hmm. I wrote that book. Um, and it was, it was basically me writing everything I've ever learned about manifesting, everything I ever learned about bringing myself back into alignment. And yeah, my hope to, you know, when I started learning about the law of attraction, I learned from Louis Hay and Wayne Dyer and Abraham Hicks. And, but I never, other than Ian Lavanzan, I never saw any woman of color. I never yeah. saw, I mean, there are some men of color, some, some Latinos out there, but you can count them with like one hand and, but never really Latinas. And I remember yeah. when I suggested the name of the book, Chica, why not? I was like, are they going to, are they going to want this because yeah. it's so niche yeah to Latino women right but um they were very supportive of it and and That's I tell you good. yeah and it's been great because now I get messages from you know mujeres saying I I could see myself in your story or I could see my culture in, in what you were talking or I could see yeah. you know I I felt like someone knew what it was like and that again is one of a big blessing in my life I think <laughs> that's nice oh man that's so good because you know whenever I see Latinas with their books it's like I always buy them I see oh Latina my husband's like you already have them like I know I'm gonna read it but I boy but I need to get it because I want to invest in them because I see myself and that's one of my future goals, right? To have a book. I still kind of don't know where, how, or what, but I know I'll figure it out. But 
it's it's like you write it oh my god you're inspiring me you inspire so many others so you're, you're opening the paths kind of like you know, I have so many books on the side of my bed that my husband's always making fun of me. Yeah. Like, why are you going to do this book? And I tell him it's my emotional support book stack. <laughs> Don't mess with my emotional support book stack. <laughs> I know. I mean, we get to them, pero pues todo su tiempo, porque ni modo que we're going to be hop around like one chapter at a time for each i mean we can but it's not the same <laughs> right now i'm actually listening i i love audiobooks as well so right now i'm listening to it took me a while to get to this book but i'm loving it so far is uh pris Cadorca's um for brown girls with soft hearts and mm. charm edges i'm oh. really loving that book very much yeah oh that's so good oh it's so beautiful to see all these like latina like authors oh it's beautiful like seriously <laughs> yeah so you know we've been talking about like reconnecting with ourselves and you know being able to be our true self and to be open and to being present to see the signs of our beautiful universe it's it's magnificent that's the reason why I got like the background today <laughs> and here because I was like oh this is pretty I don't know it just ran me like the good vibes to just chill <laughs> and talk about this but what are some like three takeaways that you can I guess gift right share with the listeners for them to learn how to reconnect with themselves yeah so you know going back to those three dimensions and the way I came up with three dimensions three these three kind of points is that you know he's talking in coaching and usually people come to coaching and they say mm -hmm. I don't know what I want I know what I want, but I don't know how to get it. Or I know what I want. I know how to get it, but I can't get myself to go after it. And it really comes down to if you don't know what you want, sometimes it's you don't feel like you deserve. I find that 99% of the time people know what they want. They just don't allow themselves to want it because who am I? I've never seen anyone like that. And the second one is I know what I want, but I don't know how to get it. And many times it's like, people disconnected from how capable they are um, because you might not know how you're going to do it right now, mm -hmm. but you're so capable. You will figure out. Yeah. And then the third one is, you know, I know what I want. I know how to get it, but I, I can go for it. And that's usually disconnected from our power. So the three things I will tell people is when you're feeling frustrated, when you're feeling stuck, when you're feeling like, things that are not going your way, chances is you're disconnecting one of those three. You're either not feeling deserving, you're not remembering how capable you are, yeah. or you're forgetting how powerful you are. Mm -hmm. And the moment that you recognize that you are disconnected in one of those three places, it's so much easier to come back to yeah. who you really are. And maybe you don't come back overnight, but then once you see it, you cannot unsee it. Yeah. And that would kind of the thing that I would remember I would remind people to remember oh, oh that I love that that is so true I that that's awesome because it's you know whenever we feel like you know oh no no puedo it's the fear right and um but yeah you're right we are very powerful we have yeah to and you know I don't want to oversimplify things either because I think sometimes um we're like, well, the world is really hard and it is really hard. And mm -hmm. it is sometimes 
it's sometimes you just want to go back to bed and never wake up again you're right? like yeah it can be hard. but you know I, I there's this phrase that I listen to very often that is like do it afraid mm-hmm. um, I like to say do it convinced mm-hmm. because when you're connected with your deservability with your capacity and with how powerful you are you know that even if things don't go your way you will figure out you will make things happen. And yes, the world can be very overwhelming, but you will yeah. make it happen. Yeah, you're so right. Definitely. Y aunque la ríes un poquito, no más levántate y sigue. <laughs> I know. I, I tell often people, we're not leaves on the wind being pushed around. Mm-hmm. We are sailboats. The wind is going to blow because that's what the wind does. Yeah. But when you're a sailboat, you can move your sail so you can keep going to where you want to go. Yeah, that's so true. Oh, thank you. Thank you for that because it's very inspiring, you know, especially if there's, you know, a Chicana Latina out there that's just like, I'm dreading going to work, you know, but it's remembering, you know, like give it the best that you can. And eventually, you know, you follow your heart, your gut, like instinct, and you pay attention that you're going to start getting to where you're meant to be, obviously you know, but thank you, Sandra, so much for making the time and sharing your heart and your knowledge. It's so um, appreciated. Thank you. you Yeah, you're welcome. (laughs) You're welcome back again when you get your book, the other one. (laughs) I know a couple of years. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, well, thank you so much. So thank you, Chicana and Latina moms for listening. Stay tuned for more. Adios. Gracias por escuchar. Thank you so much for tuning in the Chicana and Latina Moms podcast. You can find me on Instagram at Chicana underscore Latina Moms podcast. And also, don't forget to leave a review. Gracias. Hey, my Chicana and Latina sisters, please do not forget to leave a review and give me your feedback. I would really appreciate it. This also helps other new listeners know what we're about. Gracias.